All right, well, welcome to this episode of the Texas Tech edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. This is kind of a special one, doing uh, probably like a 15-minute one, may go a little bit longer than that, because um, if you haven't heard, we're playing Texas this week, and it may be the last time that they come to Lubbock as a member of the Big 12. I'd say it probably is, and I'd say there's a good chance this is probably the last time they come to Lubbock uh, for the foreseeable future. In addition to that, we also have an interesting week around Texas that we'll get to, and I'll talk about the game a bit um, and whether this Texas Tech-Texas rivalry will continue, whether it fades out, and uh, what it means for Texas Tech if it does continue, and what it means if it doesn't continue, and kind of what I hope happens with it. But uh, I wanted to start off because this is going to be a little bit less previewing the game and more just historical significance. The fact that this is coming on this weekend is also really interesting because I noticed this in mid to early August that this Saturday at 11 a.m. we have TCU at SMU. We have Texas at Texas Tech at 2.30. At 5, we have a game nobody will watch between Rice and Houston. And then at 6, we have Arkansas and Texas A&M. So you have four old Southwest Conference matchups on the same day than Baylor's in, well, non-conference for the Southwest Conference, but actual conference action up in Ames, Iowa at 11 a.m. against Iowa State. Um, So I want to start off with a bit of the history on this rivalry between Texas Tech and UT. I wrote this article for Heartland College Sports. Um, It should be up on the page. I've kind of did these on the same night but just on the history between texas tech and texas what's been going on with the administrations between the two schools so i'll start there now obviously there are not many people who are texas tech fans who have any sort of affinity for texas at all and there's not a lot of good blood going around the state of texas between the schools either whether you're private or public doesn't matter Normally not good blood if you're both Texas schools. But while it seems like Texas and Texas Tech can't agree on anything, just a couple weeks ago, I believe they were in the news uh, going at each other. Again, administration-wise, a couple years ago, Texas A&M tried to block Texas Tech from creating that veterinarian school in Amarillo. But back in the 1950s, 1930s, 1940s, Texas was actually a key, key ally for Texas Tech in getting into the Southwest Conference. So Texas Tech started their quest for to get into the Southwest Conference back in 1927. By 31, they were rejected three times. Um, that same year, Dr. D.A. Pennick from Texas actually told Texas Tech that they should join uh, some conference, any conference, if they're not getting in the Southwest Conference. By September of 32, Texas Tech was in the border conference, which they did pretty much dominate uh, for a good stretch there. Um, I was digging back. I actually read an article from 1950 talking about whether Texas Tech would get into the Southwest Conference, and it was very much up in the air at that time. Um, There were three schools that didn't want us in, Arkansas, SMU, and Rice. Arkansas was more understandable. They're out there in Fayetteville. They're already the outsiders with six other Texas schools at the time in the conference. And Lubbock, back in 1950, was a tough place to get to. 
to say the least. SMU were more, and Rice were the two others, and they were more kind of elitist institutions. They didn't want to be associated with a small, new technical college. Also, if you could believe this, considering the narratives that went on this summer around recruiting in Lubbock and have been going on uh, narrative-wise for a while, people thought that Texas Tech would have a really unfair recruiting advantage. They were the school of West Texas. They're based in West Texas, and West Texas was just a power in Texas high school football at the time. But we did have two big allies. One of them was actually a private school. They were kind of the uh, farmers, ranchers school at the time in the Southwest Conference. And they did have a Texas Tech alum, Ammon Gene Carter, who was very influential back then. And, well, still kind of influential now. I mean, they did name their stadium after him. And then there was a Texas regent, Thomas Seeley, who was from Midland, came from an oil background. He was a huge supporter of teching into the Southwest Conference. Finally, in 1956, Texas Tech gets into the Southwest Conference. They were decently successful in there. Uh, they nearly competed for a national title in 1976. They lost a one-possession game to Houston, who actually in 56 was rejected in the same at the same time that Tech got into the Southwest Conference, it took till 76 till Houston finally got in. They went on, won three of their first, uh, won at least a share of three of their first uh, Big tw- Southwest Conference regular season titles in the league. And when the 90s rolled around and Arkansas announced they were leaving for the SEC, Texas had been looking around for some time before that at uh, new conferences. Their goal was to get into the Pac-10. If things went their way, they'd get into the Pac-10. But Tech, obviously with Bob Bullock uh, holding degrees from both Texas Tech and Baylor and Ann Richards being governor, holding a degree from Baylor at the time, it it was tough because that would mean Texas Tech would get left out. A&M wanted to go to the SEC. Texas wanted to do their thing in the Pac-10. Um Ended up, it was a, not a perfect match. They didn't really get along, but the Big 8 and Southwest Conference was all looking around the room at each other at the same time, seeing the same struggles that they were having, seeing that they had to get into new markets. Um, initially, the goal was for a merger between the two. Uh, 15 presidents of the 16 at the time were in favor of that. The only one that wasn't, uh, you could probably guess, was Texas. It was Texas. Um, actually, Bob Birdall, uh, then president, told the room a board of regents that he'd have to take it up to the board of regents. And he also said, if I had it my way, we'd just join the Pac-10. Um, but ESPN also didn't like the merger concept. They wanted to take, they coveted Texas, they coveted A&M, and they'd put up with two more coming into the conference. Um and then Texas Tech was kind of a safe third choice. If Joe Castiglione, at the time he was Missouri AD, now he's OU's AD, he said that he thought that Houston would be the fourth team. It ended up that Baylor was the fourth team. It's kind of funny. Baylor's uh, president was in a prayer meeting at the time that they called to notify him. And the guy that was calling him said, well, I believe in God now more than ever. Anyways, fast forward a bit, recent conference realignment. 
You go on Wikipedia, you look up the Longhorn Network, they're going to dismiss that that was the reason that AM, Nebraska left, all that. They say, oh, well, that happened before the Longhorn Network was announced. I grew up in Austin, the Longhorn Network was being talked about well before then. AM was wanting like a flag network that would cover both of them. Texas clearly didn't want that. They got their way. AM left. And then there was a Texas Tech was kind of the team that would stand up to Texas the most, um, other from early Nebraska in the early days of the Big 12. In 2011, Texas Tech and Texas were slated to play on the Longhorn Network. That's who ESPN wanted as the conference matchup back in 2011 to be on the Longhorn Network. They thought that would get viewers, um, make the Longhorn Network, really make Tech fans get the Longhorn Network. That did not work out whatsoever. Texas Tech rejected $5 million. They rejected ESPN televising two non-conference games. Over the next couple years, they rejected ESPN lobbying for us getting a home-and-home with a major school. And they basically told the Longhorn Network they could shove it. Then in 2012, Texas Tech was going to Texas State. When... Texas Tech goes to a school like Texas State. It's more to do a favor for that school. And that 2012 game was scheduled to be played on the Longhorn Network. Texas Tech officials caught wind of that, and they threatened to just drop the game. They Texas Tech was fully prepared to just play a 12-game conference schedule. They didn't want anything to do with playing on the Longhorn Network. Or, I'm sorry, they were threatening to drop from a 12-game to 11-game conference schedule. Ended up... That they decided, well, Longhorn Network finally backed off of that. They agreed not to do it, and the game was just streamed on ESPN3 instead of being on the Longhorn Network. Which back then was a good thing. ESPN Plus, we have to pay for. It's what, about to be $8, $9 a month now. Back then, ESPN3 was free, so it was a free stream. It was a good move by tech officials. Took some guts there to threaten that we're just going to drop an entire game off our schedule, lose out on money, have to pay a buyout on the contract, but it worked out for us. Now, will this Texas Tech-Texas rivalry continue? Personally, I doubt it. I saw the article last year, I think it was right after we beat Iowa State and Texas lost to Kansas, that that come to an agreement on a 20-year deal. And even in that first article I saw, Cristo Conte, the Texas AD, said, no, I don't think that that's going to happen. Or it's premature. We haven't agreed on anything. Not that I didn't think it was going to happen, but they weren't ready to announce it yet. And then a couple weeks ago, an article came out from Don Williams at the Lubbock Avalanche Journal that basically Texas Tech was going back, or Texas Tech thought they were misled. Texas was going back on their word. At least tech officials thought that. Truthfully, none of us are in the room. We could all see Texas officials misleading tech officials in that one. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. And so I I don't think this rivalry is going to continue. And I don't see many positives for Texas playing this rivalry. Because when you think about the expanded college football playoff, which will be all but completely in play by the time all this realignment goes down, by the time Texas and OU move. The most likely scenario for Tech to make the college football playoff with six AQ bids for conference champions will be from winning our conference. Not to say we can't catch an at-large bid. 
We go 11-1, lose the conference title in a close one, go 12-0, lose the conference title, we'll catch in that large bid. But the most likely scenario for Tech to make it to the playoffs would probably be you win the Big 12. For Texas, it's a bit different. You look at who they're competing against. It's Alabama. It's Georgia. OU still. Texas A&M's in there. They're not really good. But LSU's in there. If Texas wants to make it to the college football playoff, their most likely scenario is going to be an at-large bid. And a loss to Texas Tech, who they lost to four times in the 80s, four times in the 90s, twice in both the decades since then, they really haven't gone a decade without losing to us since I maybe the 50s, probably earlier than that since Tech's been in the Southwest Conference. They've at least tripped them up twice a decade. It'd be really doubtful that a game against Texas Tech would carry a lot of advantages because if you're Texas, you're expected to win that game. And from Texas Tech's point of view, yeah, it'd be nice to continue having that money. I mean, I'm going to the game. I, I see the hotel prices. The place I normally stay on a Tuesday night for work that's normally 90 bucks is about 350 bucks right now. So that it, the money that comes into the community would be great. There are other ways to do that. You can look non-conference for teams that you don't play much in the Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC, maybe even SEC if you can get Arkansas to come out here again. But I, I don't think it's the worst thing if Tech gets under, out from under UT shadow. You've been in the same conference with them for 65 years. It, it may be time to forge your own path and see what you can do when you're not having to compete against them. I mean, your best year ever, you win 11-1, beat them, yes. Beat A&M too, same year. Beat them both. You still didn't even play for a conference title. It may be good. It may be time for a change and all that. And now also Bedlam is not continuing. Our rivalry with Texas just blatantly isn't as important as Bedlam is. And the difference between this and Bedlam is OU actually wants to keep playing Bedlam. That's their key rival. That's their, well, not most important rival if you ask their fans. It's Texas. But it's their key in-state rival. Texas can say A&M's their key in-state rival. Go play them and be completely fine with that. So there is a bit of a difference in calling for this game back. That OU and Oklahoma State, they're a bit harder to separate. Texas Tech, you're, you're further out there. What, Stillwater is about an hour north of Norman, hour and a half north of Norman. You're six hours away from there. Yeah, your fans are all interchanged in DFW and the Austin area and all that. But, but I think it's it's a really good opportunity for Tech to at least take five to ten years and get out from playing Texas every year. I know the higher-ups at Tech disagree, um, but I think that would be a good thing. Overall, if you ask me if I want to keep playing Texas, I the best scenario for me is if you have a home-and-home home with A&M, home-and-home with Texas after that. And you keep flipping back and forth. So you get one of them coming there every four years. You go to one of them every four years. Or you go to both of them every four years. They come to Both of them come to you every four years. That would be what I want. But I'm kind of over having to play Texas every single year in football. Um, just my personal opinion. 
I'm completely fine if this rivalry doesn't die out, but takes a hiatus for a while. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that way, too. I think if you poll Texas Tech fans, probably 60% of them would say they want to keep playing Texas. 40s would say they're fine with taking a hiatus. I'd still love to play them in basketball. Um, I'd love to have Chris Beard have to come back every other year still. I'd love to keep playing them in baseball, whether you play that in Lubbock, Austin, Arlington. doesn't matter with me. I prefer a home-and-home, but if you're doing like that uh, thing that you do in Globe Life Field every year, I would not mind just a one-off against them. But overall, this is probably going to be the last game we play them in Lubbock for the foreseeable future. Whether you agree with me that you don't want to play them for a bit, or you disagree, you won't play them every year and all that. Reality is, we're probably not going to play them back in Lubbock for a while. I don't think Texas fans like having to go to Lubbock, um, which I don't care what they want. But anyways, uh, this is a great opportunity to for Texas Tech to finally get their first win since 08 over Texas in Lubbock. I... I think uh, the spread, I, it moved up to seven points. If it gets into seven, up to seven and a half, I'm all over it. But I think this is a really good opportunity. We've been close the last three times they've played in Lubbock. Um, we lost by eight back in 2016, 2018. Jet Duffy. Jet Duffy of all people. Near, nearly beat Texas. Led us all the way back from a huge deficit. And then 2020, Michigan's backup quarterback flashed the horns down up by 15, and we fell apart with three minutes to go. But I think this is a really winnable game for Texas Tech. And offensive line and quarterback play are going to be important. We're going to need to establish the run. But I think if our front seven can contain Bijan Robinson and our secondary can contain Xavier Worthy, I actually feel pretty confident about this game. And now, not saying I think we should be favored or anything. I think they got the spread about right over at seven points. But coming into the year, the notion was that Texas's offensive line was their roughest part. And it has looked good so far. It held up well against Alabama. But... Is it going to hold up against our front seven with Tyree Wilson up there? I know Bama's front seven is better than our front seven. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying Texas, yes, they could get up for a game. They can scheme for that particular game. But can our front seven get after Bijan Robinson knowing that Hudson Card's injured? You're not going to have to spy him. You don't really need to contain him as much. You can actually go after him. If it's an, ankle, it's an ankle injury with him, I like that a lot better than having to play Quinn Ewers with a banged-up shoulder because with Hudson Card, he's not going to be able to run as much. That's what Murray State's quarterback was doing to be able to beat us in the opener. Overall, I feel pretty confident about this game. Uh, I'm not going to say we're the favorites. I think we at least have a 30%, 40% chance of taking this one. And you know what? I, I've been saying it since summer. I feel like this is a game Texas Tech wins. I think that this is – I think we win this game. I don't know. Just a gut feeling. I may be completely wrong. Uh, flew down from Denver to Austin last year to watch us get beat 70-35. That, nothing like that's going to happen again. 
It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a close game throughout. If Donovan Smith or Bear Morton, whoever it is, whoever's in there in the second half, if they could have a good game behind an offensive line that's at least competent, I think Texas Tech has a great chance in this game. Anyways, that's going to do it for uh, me here tonight. Um, hopefully I'm coming at you Monday night, Tuesday morning after Texas Tech dispatches Texas. Um, I'd, I'd take 63 nothing. I'd be happy with that one. But uh, anyways, uh, this does it for this edition of the Texas Tech edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast. I'll talk to you next week.